Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Into hour number two of the program. It is a Graybar Sports Open Line. We've got a lot coming up this hour. Uh, Patrick Creighton will join us in about 15 minutes or so. He is a Houston-based sports host for uh, ESPN Houston. Scott Warman will join us at about 7.35. And then Hancock and Kelly will be with us at uh, 7.50 to preview uh, their Monday night at your service. I just saw them a few moments ago. They are in the building, and we are ready to talk with Hancock and Kelly in just a little while. Something that we do on Mondays, uh, Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes and, of course, KMOX, we are your home of the Kansas City Chiefs in St. Louis each week. Patrick Mahomes has an exclusive conversation with uh, Carrington Harrison, who is part of the uh, Odyssey sports team here uh, with KMOX and just our entire uh, group across the country. So an opportunity for uh, us to give you a little exclusive audio, an exclusive conversation with uh, Patrick Mahomes. So we'll hand things off to uh, Carrington Harrison, who has Mahomes. And uh, the first thing that they talked about was, what Mahomes did over the weekend, it was kind of a bye week in the sense that they played on Thursday, so nothing was going on over the weekend. Um, yeah, I, I didn't do too much. You know, uh, I hung out with the kids, uh, watched some football. Um, but, I mean, that's all, you, that's all you really want to do as a dad, man. And so uh, I, had a, I had a good weekend getting to relax and be around the kids and uh, make some memories. Patrick, what is your favorite fall activity? Because on quarterback last year, you went to a pumpkin patch. You got kids now. You're married. What's your favorite fall activity? Uh, I mean, uh, I think just going to high school football games is definitely my favorite. I mean, I, I, I'm a sports guy, and this, I think there's nothing better than high school football. And so being able to do that, it's always fun for me. I mean, there's a lot of things. Uh, I like to go outside, and, and uh, me and Sterling, we like to feed the fish at the, at the pond down the street. So that's something that I've been doing a lot lately. Let me get some of the fun stuff out of the way, and then I want to get to the football game, and you guys win Thursday against the Broncos. Kelsey made another appearance on Saturday Night Live. How many times is he going to do Saturday Night Live until you do Saturday Night Live? Oh man, I, I don't. I'll do Saturday Night Live eventually if they if they let me. But uh, as of right now, uh, that's probably far away. So uh, I'm sure he'll make a couple more appearances. He he crushes when he does stuff like that. And so 
Uh, I'll have to get some lessons from him, and then one day when I get my opportunity, I'll, I'll uh, have to hop on the show. I do have one relationship question to ask you. Obviously, Travis' relationship has been very public over the last like couple of weeks or so. You also have a, a public relationship. What's the balance between that side of your relationship? Because people know your wife, people know your kids, people know your family. What's the balance of that? And then also trying to have that private side that you are 27 and married, that you guys have to have your own time. What's the balance between those two things? Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's part of it. It's something that we've gotten, I think, even better and better at as a, as a, a couple as far as what we want to let people see and what we don't want to let people see. But, I mean, it's just... Um, at the end of the day, you want to have your private life. You want to spend your time with your family and your loved ones. Um, but you understand that, that you are going to be in the public eye um, as much as anybody. And so uh, it's, uh, it, it's definitely something you have to balance. And I've learned as a, as a young adult, um, but I think I'm in a good spot now. I'm curious how hard that is because, you know, you're, you're 25, 26, 27. You guys are married. You guys are having kids. You're trying to navigate your career. She's trying to navigate her career. How hard was trying to figure those things out together? Yeah, I mean, usually my life changed uh, very fast. I mean, I went from a guy that was on Twitter all the time, uh, on Instagram, doing all the different type of stuff, um, and just being out in public as much as as anybody. To now, I gotta have to make plans before I do stuff like that, and and have plans for what, what how the kids are gonna get maneuvered through everything, and how we can get through places quickly. And so, um, I, I grew up fast. Um, lucky enough to play good on the football field, and the other opportunities came my way, but it. It uh, caused me to grow up a little bit faster than I think the people around me. You've always shown great support to the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. I know you saw the video with your dad and Marshawn Lynch. How cool was that to see? No, it was really cool, man. Uh, I'm glad people get to see uh, uh, my dad and how much fun he has and what uh, what type of guy he is. And so um, I'll, every time I go to a baseball stadium in general, um, every person asks me about my dad. I mean, he was like a Hall of Fame locker room guy. And so I'm glad that people get to see him and – uh, the dad that I grew up with and that uh, has been around uh, the world playing baseball. Right now we're talking to the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, here for a couple more minutes. Let's talk some football here. I feel like sometimes you guys get penalized by just outsiders, by winning ugly, and then I'm watching football yesterday, and then you see that's just the National Football League. Do you feel like sometimes the standard for you guys is maybe a little bit too high? Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, our, our standard is high for ourselves. Um, it, it's a... Uh, even when we win games, we want to take out uh, what we can do better. Um, and obviously, we know how hard it is to win in this league, and people say it, and people think it's just cliche, but it is. Anybody can beat anybody any week. Um, and so for us, uh, we found a way to get a win. What what can we take out of it that we can get better at? Um, what are the negatives that we can make better? Um, and then move on to the next week against a good football team like we have to do this week. I actually led the show with this on Friday, that there's a lot of adjectives to describe teams, like tough and physical. The way I would describe you guys is you guys just always figure out a way to win. It doesn't matter if you blow a team out like you did the Bears. It doesn't matter if you guys don't maybe play the best like you did against the Broncos. You guys just always seem to have more points than the opposition at the end of it, and that's just a skill that not a lot of teams in the league have, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I think it's just uh, we've got guys that have done it. Uh, we've had guys that have been in those those moments. They know how to step up and make the plays happen. Uh, when the offense isn't playing good, the defense plays well, um, vice versa, and special teams. I mean, we, we, we pick each other up, man. And it's not a, just about one side of the ball. It's not about one player. It's about the whole team. Um, and I think we do a great job of finding ways to win games. Whenever uh, someone doesn't have a good game, everybody else just picks them up. Patrick, I know that you've watched a film from the game probably three or four times at this point. When you sit down and watch film, are you looking for things that you did well and you want to continue to improve on? Or are you watching things more to see what you did wrong and then how you can improve in that area? 
Uh, I'm a guy that I always start off with the ne- negative ones. I always look at where I could have been better on the negative plays to get us in better positions. Um, and then I'll look at the uh, the positive plays and take from that. Um, what I did right, how can I establish that throughout the rest of the game? Um, and how how I can get back to that quicker in, in within the game. And so it's uh, you have to look at both of them and either continue to get better and better. Um, this league's hard. Everybody get, keeps evolving, keeps getting better. So you have to do the same at your position and uh, whenever you're watching film. I know that you were unhappy with how you guys performed in the red zone. When you watch film, what are you seeing? How can you guys improve in the red zone? Yeah, I think it's just execution more than anything. I think we just we, we had opportunities. Even it was me looking in the wrong direction or uh, whatever it was. I mean, we, we got to just make sure we get the ball uh, out on time in the red zone. The, the windows are tighter. And when it's not there, get to the underneath guys and let them get in the end zone. And so uh, we'll do a good job uh, of correcting that. I mean, I feel like Throughout the year, it wasn't as bad as it was uh, this last game, but how can we make ourselves better from having that um, scenario happen and uh, be better for it this next week? Right now, we're talking to Patrick Mahomes here for a couple more minutes. Let's talk about the wide receivers for a bit. Justin Watson is going to miss a little bit of time with an elbow injury. What does his loss mean for you guys? Um, Yeah, man, just a very consistent uh, receiver that can do a lot of different things, man. I mean, and a great locker room guy, just someone that really helps those guys out. I think in and out of the huddle and on the sideline. And so um, hopefully he's not missing too much time. I mean, I, I don't know what the, what the actual uh, diagnosis is. I haven't seen him in, seen him or anything like that. But um, hopefully we get him back as soon as possible. Um, but at the same time, I expect those other guys to step up and make plays happen. I mean, we they, they came along well this season, and I'm excited for them to continue to, to capitalize on their opportunities. You mentioned capitalize on the opportunities. Rice, the rookie, he has just played exceptionally well. You can really see him growing each and every week out there. Yeah, no, I mean, he's getting better and better, man. That's what you have to do in this league, and especially as a, a young guy, is when your opportunities come, they might not be a ton, but you have to capitalize on them, and he's done that so far. And so uh, – as we continue throughout this season, he'll get more and more opportunities. I think he'll be someone that can help us out a ton as the season goes on. Let's talk on about the Chargers. You guys got them this weekend. The last four games against the Chargers have been single-digit games. What is it between these two teams that I think about early in your career in the game where there were no fans in the stands and a last-second field goal? The Chargers and the Chiefs just always play each other close. Why is that? Yeah, I mean, first off, divisional opponents. So we know each other really well, um, have a good sense of what the other team wants to do and how they want to dictate uh, offense, defense, and special teams. And so those are always hard. And then they have a great quarterback and great players in their team. I mean, uh, I know going to, going up against them, no matter what the score is, um, it's going to be a fight to the end. Um, and luckily we've been able to win a lot of these uh, over these last few years. But we understand the challenge that it is and know it's an important game and that we have to go in with the mindset of we're at the plate to the very end to get the win. I mean, at this point, Pat, you play on Thursday night football. You play on Sunday night football. You're in every commercial doing it. You got a commercial with Justin Herbert. Take us through filming that commercial with him. Yeah, no, he's, he's a good dude, man. Um, obviously a great football player, but a good dude. Um, it was cool to be able to shoot that. Um, and he's very tall, man. He makes me look short out there. So uh, he's, uh, he's, a, he's a, guy, a fun guy to go up against um, and uh, compete against, and uh, we'll do it for a long time throughout our career. How have you seen his game grow over the last couple of years? I mean, you were there for his first start, and now you look at him. He's a guy playing at incredibly high Pro Bowl level. You guys have had four or five battles over the years. How have you seen Herbert grow over you guys' matchups? Yeah, no, I mean, he can make every throw. I mean, he, he has a cannon for an arm. He can move. Um, he's, it's everything you want in a quarterback. Um, and so he's just learned, uh, just like all of us have over these last few years. And, 
Um, whenever you're in the NFL, you just you take away from your mistakes and make them positives. And then whenever you've done well, you just try to continue to do them. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a process in the NFL. You can never be satisfied, and he's done a great job of it. Um, and like I said, we'll play each other a lot over these next uh, decade or so. And so I'm excited for the opportunity to go up against him. I got two more questions, and I'll get you out of here with this. A lot of fans want Frank Clark to come back. Just take us through what he means for you guys. Like, we always play his post game against Tennessee and how fired up he was. I feel like he was really a personality and face for that defense. What did Frank Clark mean for you guys in the locker room? Yeah, I mean, Frank, he's one, he's, he's one, of, one of those guys, man, that's just a leader, man. Just the way he carries himself. Um, he, he, he plays his tail off. He always shows up in the big moments. Um, and uh, he's a brother to me. So, uh, I mean, uh, he's he obviously has a great time in Denver. I'm excited to see where he lands. If it's with us, I'll be excited, open, uh, uh, welcome with open arms, man. I mean, he's a, he's a great football player, and like I say, he's a brother to me. I was just going to ask if you want him back. You mentioned earlier, you know, you, you guys have had guys that have been there before. We're talking about a guy who played in three Super Bowls, won two of them, obviously has been a key piece to everything on that side of the ball. Do you want Frank back? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I mean, I always want my guys back. But at the same time, I understand the, the process of it, and I understand uh, how good our defense is playing. And so um, I know the coaches and Veach will make the best decision on how they can, if they can get them back and put them in that room and have them have the opportunity to come out and make us even better. I'll be excited for it. Um, but I know we got guys in that locker room that can play as well. So uh, I always let the guys handle that. Um, but like I said, that's my brother, man. And so I uh, always, uh, always have a good time when I'm around Frank. That's our exclusive conversation with Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes conducted by uh, Carrington Harrison, part of the team at 610 Sports in Kansas City, our sister station out there. And uh, we always enjoy being able to uh, play that for you as we are St. Louis's home for Chiefs football. We'll have them uh, matched up against the uh, Chargers coming up this Sunday right here on KMOX. We're going to jump back into baseball. Patrick Creighton's going to join us in just a few moments. He is a host for ESPN Houston. Are the, how how much trouble are the Astros in? We'll find out from Patrick in just a moment or so. It's Graybar Sports Open Line on KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
This is America's Sports Voice. KMOX. A great bar sports open line does continue here on KMOX. Former Cardinals farmhand Zach Gallen is not having a good NLCS debut. The first pitch that he throws in the bottom of the first inning, home run hit by Kyle Schwarber. The fifth pitch that he throws, home run hit by Bryce Harper. Phillies have a 2-0 lead on Arizona in Game 1 of the NLCS. Earlier today, Rangers over the Astros 5-4, and the Rangers take a 2-0 series lead as that series now shifts to Arlington. And with that, we go to the Quiver River Electric guest line. This is an interview and also a welfare check as we uh, check in with uh, Patrick Creighton. You hear him uh, weeknights hosting on ESPN uh, Houston. You follow him on Twitter at pcreighton1. Patrick, I always appreciate you taking time with us how are you maddie i ain't saying that tequila bottles empty but there is booze in the blender okay fair enough uh you're a big astros guy like in addition to just being a host uh in houston i don't not just a host but you know what i'm saying like you are a legit fan of the astros and i see all this stuff on social media uh this has got to be a little bit challenging for you right now you know they dug their own hole and, and unfortunately you know this what we've seen from the Astros in the first two games of this series has, is, is not indicative of what we've seen from them over the course of this now seven-year run, but it is indicative of what we've seen from them this season. This season's team has not looked like any of the other, we'll call it full-season Astros teams in this run. And you saw game one. Offense is just a complete no-show. They got a solid start from Justin Verlander. The bullpen was terrific. The offense, you know, could rub two nickels together. Uh, They had a chance uh, two on and two out. uh, With Jordan Alvarez to play and strikes out. The next inning, fourth inning, they have bases loaded, two out. Martin Maldonado, strike three. Uh, And they don't get a hit the rest of the game. Today, looking to a guy who was supposed to be the ace of the staff to start the season in Framber Valdez, a guy who set the major league record for most consecutive quality starts in a single season last year, a guy whose calling card is his consistency, goes out on the mound today and throws an absolute egg. And it's once again, we're looking at Framber Valdez having meltdowns, making errors in the field, losing his composure, losing his focus, you know, it's one thing if you're a 23-year-old rookie coming up and you're a little nervous, bright lights, big picture, you're on the stage for the first time. Clumber Valdez is 29 years old. He's been in this spot for the last several years. I don't understand why this season, all of the sudden, you know, we've gone to big league arm, little league maturity. And we saw more of this from Framber Valdez today. He makes the error in the first inning, leads to the first run of the game. He then goes on to give up four more runs. And he can't get out of his own head. And the offense could not make it up. They had multiple opportunities. They had bases loaded, nobody out in the fifth. And Yana Diaz, strike three. Jose Altuve, who's in a big funk, strike three. And they get out of it without a run. And that ultimately winds up being the difference. They got a couple of solo homers. They got a knock from, from Michael Brantley. Bullpen's great. They can't overcome the awful start by Framber Valdez, and now they go up to Arlington down 0-2, and they got some things they got to straighten out. The, and 
another part of the story here is the Rangers pitching because Jordan Montgomery was fantastic yesterday, and obviously he came over from St. Louis during the season, and then Nathan Eovaldi, who they picked up in the offseason, who you can argue was as big of a of an acquisition for any team in baseball this past offseason, and he wasn't even the biggest name out there. Uh, you mentioned that what Houston's done and their lack of uh, coming up with big hits when they have opportunities to score runs, but at the same time, certainly some credit uh, goes due to both Montgomery and Eovaldi. Oh, I give a lot of credit to Monty. You know, Monty was the guy starting in May. I was banging the table. Like, the Astros need to be going and calling the Cardinals to go get Jordan Montgomery. The Cardinals absolutely stole him. I mean, they got him for Harrison Bader. was not even on the Yankees anymore. Bader was on the IL when they traded him. That should literally go down as a heist of the decade type trade. You get a legitimate, at least number three starter, but a guy who's battle-tested, playoff-tested, and pitches better in big games, in Jordan Montgomery, and they got him for Harrison Bader. I mean, hi, I have a brand-new Mercedes. Would you take it for 10 bucks? It, it, it was a crazy deal. They got it, and that was a guy that I really hoped the Astros would go after. And look, at the deadline, the Astros were kind of – they kind of slow-played everything. They waited until the very last second. They went out and got Justin Verlander, but they got one arm. They kind of needed to. I thought Monty was brilliant. Uh, the fact that he struck out Jordan Alvarez three times in a row – I'm all on the same curve. Like, curveball, curveball. He's spiking that curve in the dirt and getting ways. Monty was brilliant. Yavaldi, uh, I didn't think Yavaldi was as sharp as Monty was, but I'll say this about Yavaldi. He knew what batters he could get to chase outside the zone. The Astros have a lot of guys who, who are very good with their zone management, but they've got guys, particularly the back of the lineup, who expand the zone way too fast. Your Chas McCormick's, your Jeremy Pena's, your Yiner Diaz. These guys have a habit of, of expanding the zone, particularly when they don't need to. And we saw multiple examples of Yavaldi and then later on Josh Spores recognizing what batters they could get to chase and getting them to chase. So I give them credit for executing a very sharp plan. They knew who they could get to swing, and they got those guys to swing in big spots where they had no business chasing. That's kind of a lost art in baseball, isn't it? The pitcher who goes out and kind of knows how to navigate through a lineup and says, I'm not going to let this guy, this guy, and this guy beat me. I'm going to go after this guy. And if he beats me, he beats me. You tip your cap. But just the idea that you really navigate through the lineup, as you allude to. Matty, you you don't know how right you are on that. I mean, you think about this today. Like, does a guy like... Jamie Moyer or Jimmy Key, like, do these guys ever get a shot? Does Bruce Hurst ever get a shot in the big leagues because, you know, they're not, you know, super spin rate guys. They don't throw 98 miles an hour. Well, they would get out. And, you know, there's not a ton of guys like that because everything is about max velocity and max spin rate. And, you know, we got to check all the boxes on our graphs and our charts. Just knowing how to pitch is kind of a lost art. I don't think guys are taught that way anymore. And when you get guys who are smart, you know, they don't throw 96 and they don't have curveballs that start at your head and end up at your feet and they throw them like wiffle balls. They just get out. And uh, I thought thought the Rangers executed very smart plan today. They got out. You know, Yavaldi has stuff. He can make you swing and miss. But the stuff that he got getting guys to swing and miss outside the zone. Uh, and recognizing who those guys were, I thought that was really well executed. And you can tell, I mean, you see the way that they're talking after the game. They're happy, they're confident, but they're not, you know, flapping their gums or anything like that. 
Bruce Bochy has this team on its track. And uh, the Rangers right now, who have now won what, seven straight games uh, in the postseason, they, they look really, really strong. And you did see the hiccup at the bullpen. Yeah, the Astros are going to need to push this this uh, series deep, and they're going to need to get at that bullpen if they're going to get back in the series. Can they? Do you have any confidence at all that the Astros can get back in? The Astros are one of the best teams in baseball on the road, and the last time they played in Arlington, they outscored the Rangers thirty nine to ten, and they hit sixteen home runs. Can they get back in it? Yes. Now. It's a, it's a tall task. You're down to, well, uh, there, I don't believe there has ever been a team to come down from 0-2, losing the first two in their own building in the ALCS. It's happened three times in the World Series. It's never happened in the ALCS. But we've seen, you know, we saw the Boston Red Sox come back from down 3-0. So it's, it's a little bit of a stat pick. But to go on the road down 0-2 in the ALCS and come back to win – has never happened before. But this is an Astros team that is battle-tested. They are an excellent road team. Uh, once, they, if, once they find the offense uh, and they can get into that range of bullpen, the series can change in a hurry. He is Patrick Creighton. You follow him on Twitter at PPCreighton1. Uh, you listen to him in Houston on uh, ESPN 97.5 ESPN Houston. Patrick, I always enjoy our conversations. Hopefully we'll do it again soon. Always good to talk to you, my friend. Thank you for having me on. You bet. Very good. There's Patrick Creighton giving us uh, a little bit of an insight on what's going on in Houston right now with the Astros, who are down 2-0 to the Rangers after losing earlier today by a 5-4 score. We'll take a break. When we come back, our guy Scott Warman's going to uh, join us. We'll talk a little Blues hockey with him. Might get into the uh, Valley with him as well. And also a really cool honor for him that we'll uh, touch on uh, right at the beginning, we're going to disarm them from the uh, from the start. We'll do that coming up in just a moment as we roll on with the Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours. The energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Best newscast in the country. The KMOX Newsroom, national winner of the Edward R. Murrow Award for Best Newscast in America. Scotty, beat me up. A great bar sports open line continues here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley. have about 20 minutes left in the program. And uh, right now, we're very happy to once again be able to go back to the Quiver River Electric Guest Line. You hear them occasionally here on KMOX. You see a lot of them on uh, Valley Sports, whether it's doing uh, Cardinals and Blue studio work, uh, doing Valley broadcast, all kinds of things. He is our good friend, Scott Warman. Hey, Scott, how are you? Maddie, I'm doing well, brother. How are you? I am good. It's great to be able to talk to you. And before we go like down the pathway of sports, saw this on social media. It's really cool. You were honored by your old high school, Lutheran North, as uh, you were uh, inducted into their Hall of Honor. Congratulations. I know that's got to be a, a pretty cool thing. It's uh, <laughs> Honestly, man, it's kind of overwhelming 
Um, but yes, it's, it was uh, quite an honor, quite a weekend. I've been back at school since basically I graduated. So, I mean, when we played back in the day, there was no lights. So they play Friday nights now at North. And of course, there's a great football tradition that really kind of started even before I went to school there. But my freshman year, we won our very first state championship game. And a lot of incredible names, as I mentioned in my post on Facebook, Steve Atwater, who is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, who I play with, he was a senior when I was a junior. And unfortunately for me, Matt, I played the same positions mm. as Steve, quarterback and safety. So obviously my junior year, I didn't play much. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jim Crane, who is the owner of the Houston Astros, graduated from uh, Luther North back in 72, a year before him. A guy by the name of Mark Peterson, and uh, Mark played football at, with the Kansas City Chiefs. In fact, his brother Kurt also went to North later on, played at Mizzou, and then played with uh, uh, the Dallas Cowboys with his former Mizzou teammate. And you hear him uh, calling Missouri Tiger games with our buddy Mike Kelly, Howard Richards. So uh, quite a class just from looking at from a sports aspect, but a lot of people, even in my class, that have uh, – really accomplished so much in, in just a small school. I mean, we had maybe 300 and some odd people in my school, and and uh, it's still a small school, but they've uh, represented well. But thank you, Maddie. And by the way, I haven't said this publicly, even though I did it on social media. Congratulations on your play-by-play with uh, John, with uh, Ricky, a little injured up, a little dinged up. You did a great job. I, I was actually going to pick up some food, and I'm listening to the game. I'm like, well, wait a minute. That's not Ricky. <laughs> and I go, are you okay? He's like, I'm sick. Matt had to drive up this morning <laughs> to get there just in time to do the game with John. And you did an awesome job, brother. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was quite the day. And I, I'm glad it worked out that way because it's such a the, – the story of getting the call and just driving to Milwaukee is a, is a story that I'll be able to treasure forever. Well, especially doing the Brewers, so you had yeah. both teams covered like a blanket. <laughs> I did, I, I I did for sure. So, all right, let's uh, let's get into things that uh, people are really gonna care about and stop talking about me. Uh, the Blues, I, I think this is a pretty solid start for them. They've got at least a point in each game, a shootout win, a shootout loss. Bennington's been good. The defense has been pretty good. Maybe we could ask for a little bit more goal scoring. Maybe we could ask for a few more shots on the power play. But all things considered, uh, it seems like a solid two game start to me. I agree with you totally. Obviously, Jordan has pretty much been the big story for the team. He's played exceptionally in the first two games uh, that they've started out this 23-24 season. Uh, also, think about this. The penalty kill really struggled last year, and they were really exceptional against the high-flying Dallas Stars team on Thursday night to open up the season. I know they were out there, arguably their top player, Rope Hintz, but uh, still the Blues did an exceptional job with their PK with the four opportunities in that game that the Stars have. But, <clears throat> yes, I, I like what uh, the thought process is with the new assistant coach, Mike Weber, for the defense, trying to boggle up the middle and do it what they say in layers. And what it means in layers is you're not only just trying to cover up in front of the – protect the house, if you will, as Jamie Rivers says, in front of Jordan Bennington, but even do it in the higher slot area so you get any type of rebounds. It's kind of like, you know, if you – Using an example of boxing out and rebounds for baseball or for basketball, excuse me, it's it's basically Matt the same thing that the Blues are trying to do. They're they're going to let these guys unleash a, a shot for Jordan Bennington from long range instead of such 
short range that they did last year. So I agree with you. I pretty much, for the most part, like what we've seen early on with the defense and especially what uh, Coach Weber has put together. And, and I guess really the only concern for me right now is you you hope that Pavel Buchnevich isn't out for an yeah. extended period of time because he is really, really critical to this hockey team and their success because while this probably isn't a, a team that's going to make a run at the Stanley Cup Championship, I really believe with some of the teams in the Central Division that kind of knocked down a little bit, the Blues actually do have an opportunity to get back uh, into the uh, into the playoffs again. I think that would be quite a quick turnaround and quite a job that's been done by Doug Armstrong and, and, and Craig Berube, but you can't you can't really afford to have Booch out for a long period of time because, you know, he does so many things. Obviously, a, a big part of that top line with, with Thomas and Cairo, but here's a guy that's also very, very well-skilled in your penalty kill department as well as the power play as well. So he can do so many things. And, you know, you talk about some of the incredible trades that Doug Armstrong has made over the years. I think that one uh, kind of gets overlooked because he made the trade for Ryan O'Reilly, Braden Shanger right on down the line, but this has another been another exceptional trade and great addition to this hockey team in the last few years of Pablo Buchnevich. Yeah, he just he has to prove that he can stay healthy. That's still that that's yeah. the, the last question mark still out on him. Right, exactly. You know, I think what was it, nineteen games I believe he missed last year. And you can tell when he's not on the ice, uh, that it is a difference. And especially a team that I think is a little bit deeper than we had last year. Uh, I think you had some situations, especially with veterans, uh, weren't playing uh, at the level that they had before. You bring in a guy like Kapanen and Verana, they have something to prove. They have something to prove this year because it's last year of their contract. So you expect things in, in, from them, and then you add a guy like Sammy Blay, who gave you a surprising scoring touch, uh, which was an added boost. But I think also bringing a guy like Hayes definitely gives you a lot more depth than you know maybe this team – thought or you had last year you thought maybe at the beginning of the season you had it but unfortunately you didn't have it so I think that's that's a huge part uh, of this team moving forward is because they do have uh, some depth at the forward position before we get you out of here MVC basketball is right around the corner Uh, looks like it should be another pretty solid year for the league how excited are you about what the league's going to produce this season it's going to be fun, man. You know, I, we've got media day tomorrow over at uh, the Enterprise Center. And, uh, you know, a lot of teams, uh, surprisingly enough, we don't see this very much in college athletics, much less basketball. Uh, the Valley's got some teams with uh, a lot of uh, players coming back that have experience with that team, i.e. meaning there isn't a, a ton of turnover or transfers with especially the top teams. Uh, Drake, of course, who went to the NCAA, uh, they've lost some players, but they still have the best player and the coach's son and Tucker DeVries. Uh, and then you've got uh, Northern Iowa, watch out for them. Uh, Dana's got a great crew down at Missouri State. <clears throat> the Bears might be right in the thick of things. Watch out for Belmont. They're always good. They had the best freshman of the year last year in Cade Tyson, who's coming back. And I think Brian Wardle up in Peoria with the Bradley Braves I think they're going to be another very, very good team to deal with. So I think it's going to be a great, exciting season for the Missouri Valley Conference and obviously always looking forward to it. But I think this will this is going to be a definite grind um, at this season for the Missouri Valley and who wants to claim uh, the prize, wants to get to St. Louis in, in the first weekend of March for Arch Madness. Yeah, absolutely. He is Scott Warman. We always appreciate him taking a few moments with us. Uh, of course, you see him uh, all over Valley Sports Midwest doing lots of things. Scott, appreciate the time as always. We'll talk real soon. 
You got it. Thanks, Matty. All right, there's Scott Warman joining us here on the program. One more break. We'll come back. Hancock and Kelly are in for At Your Service tonight from 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock. What are they going to be doing this evening? Well, they've got a commercial break to figure that out because I'm going to ask them in just about three, four minutes. We'll do that next as we continue on with the Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. He's America's sports voice, KMOX. The dynamic duo to the rescue. Matt Pajeski's working overtime today with uh, all the uh, comebacks. That, He's the uh, best. He is the best. Yeah. Uh, Hancock and Kelly on the way next. My name is Matt Pauley. We're starting to wrap up this edition of a Gray Bar Sports Open Line, 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock this evening. Unfortunately for you guys, and it was kind of the same case last week, uh, you'll you'll have your fair share of fun, but, man, there's enough crappy stuff going on in our world right now that it's you a, got to deal with that. It's a scary time. Yeah. yeah true. It's um, and this is Sports Open Line. I don't want to go too far down this, but, man, just the images and the stories and everything that we continue to see from – Israel and God, like I just I I'm stuck in this place where I don't want to shut a window so I'm not aware of what's going on in the world while at the same time not really wanting to see yeah. that information if that makes sense. Yeah, and uh, every indication is it's going to get worse before it gets worse. Yeah. And and you know, this is a very significant event that's happening in the Middle East and uh, we're already involved, and we'll see where it goes from here. Yeah, and they just announced the President of the United States will fly into Israel on Wednesday um, and then move on to Jordan for meetings with um, some of our allies there. Yeah, I'm with John. I don't see how it gets any better. And you couple that with the fact of what we've got going on in Ukraine right now. It just seems like the world's in a, a realignment right yeah. now, and it's scary. It, it it certainly is. I'm sure you guys will hit on that uh, a fair amount tonight. From this is a weird segue. I probably should have gone baseball first and then yeah, that, yeah, but yeah. Uh, we can't rewind history. <clears throat> yeah, uh, you guys uh, from baseball playoffs. The Rangers are up two zero on the Astros. Yeah. Phillies are rolling a little bit. Are you liking what you're seeing? I am. I, I wish the uh, earlier series would have been a little more competitive. You know, I think baseball wishes they would have been too. Yeah, uh, but it's a it's a really interesting group of four teams that, that are left, and you got to like the Texas Rangers taking it to Houston at in Houston. And uh, and how about Jordan Montgomery? So uh, good. I heard you make the point in the first hour of Sports Open Line that he's earned himself a lot of money. You're yeah. absolutely right. Uh, that guy is going to be – he's going to have, you know, at least one more start. Well, maybe not <laughs> the way things – but if they go to the series, he's certainly going to have at least one more start. And, and uh, yeah, yeah, he's he's done well for himself. Yeah, not being the fan that, that you guys are that knows the individual teams and stats. I mean, uh, I would tell you that I'm grateful to see that Houston's getting its teeth kicked in. And uh, I don't have a problem with Philly. I'm kind of rooting for them. You know, so Philly and uh, and Texas, I'm okay with the outcome of either of those two. I think the Phillies are a really likable team. Yeah. Um, I, and I know they got some big personalities, and sometimes people don't like big personalities. But how can you root against Bryce Harper? This is a yeah. guy who loves his city, right. loves his team, is going to go and, and fight it out every single night. Nobody has ever questioned his effort. Uh, they've spent money. They've got high-end pitching. I just I don't understand how you could dislike any of that. Yeah, and, you know, um, a, a fan base that's excited. Yeah. Because uh, we would be excited if we were in the playoffs. I mean, 
Houston, it seems like it's old hat. Seven years in a row in the uh, ALCS. People would say that, though, about St. Louis. Like there was, a, there was kind of a dust-up at one point on social media this past year about Cardinals fans being uh, spoiled. spoiled yeah. um, and, and I don't totally buy that, uh, but there, that, that the Cardinals fan base does get accused of that sometimes. Yeah, I guess so. I, I, uh, my argument on the other side of that would be, and I know we can say whatever we want to say about the attendance, you know, paid attendance versus actual yeah. attendance. The Cardinals still outdrew a good number of these teams that are in in the playoffs. I think they were number three or four in Major League Baseball, and it was what Padres, Dodgers, and uh, Yankees. Yeah, so the only teams with more than us. They they draw legit even on those bad nights. Go to Milwaukee on a Tuesday night. Even when they're good, there's nobody there. That's just the way things are. (laughs) So uh, I can't tell. One of the things that frustrates me on the post-game show, because I read the box score, and I always say, you know, in front of a crowd of 32,000, whatever, and people get upset about uh, paid attendance being announced as opposed to actual attendance, and that's the stupidest thing. Who cares? Who does care? But the second thing is every team in sports does that. There is not a team in sports that announces turnstile attendance. Well, everything's determined on who pays, right? Yeah. That's how the money gets split, and yeah. that's how uh, I don't I don't begrudge that at all. And I'm rooting for the Phillies because our opening day starter is on the Philadelphia Phillies. Aaron Nolan, yes. that's your say? Yes. So, and then Sonny Gray will pitch the second day? He might very well do that. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. That's it's uh, certainly is a uh, an interesting offseason that's going to be I'll tell you what, we, if we can address, and we've got to fix the bullpen too because, uh, you know, if, say you get a Blake Snell, for example, you're going to need, a, you know, seven, eight, nine at least yeah. uh, to win those games. And, and if you can't lock down the last three innings and starting pitching is – uh, still very important, you, but it's not as effective. Yeah, and you did such a great job on Miami when when I was driving in, I was listening to you. But oh. I mean, could Miami be more Miami? Than no, what they've pulled off—it's embarrassing. It really is sad. And it would be embarrassing no matter what. Right. But the fact that she's a trailblazer, right. like that, just add that just brings more attention to it. I don't think it actually makes it worse, but I think it brings more attention to and it. She takes you to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, what are you, the Cardinals? You fire a manager that takes you to the playoffs? <laughs> well, oh, it's just a, whoa, whoa. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it is a that Miami that Miami ball club is a poorly run franchise. It horribly and, run and has been for a well forever. Could you? We got about a minute left. Could yeah. you imagine a scenario? Where she would have agreed to stay, and then they bring in a man to be her boss no, after, no. like anybody how, to the be optics able. on that would have been anybody. so bad. You take yeah. your team to the playoffs where they haven't. I guess they went in COVID, but they haven't been to the playoffs in you know since Obama was president. And uh, I miss those days. <laughs> and, and and so. And she takes them to the playoffs. They have a good ball club, yep. an exciting ball club. Didn't do well in the playoffs. Fine. And then, whoosh, you know, there she goes. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, are the Mets it's inexplicable. Uh, I think the Red Sox are. Red Sox, yeah. Because the Mets brought Good in David her. Stern, so he's going to run that Good operation in New York. All right, it's uh, Hancock and Kelly late night. They're going to be with you from 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock. I'm sure you will enjoy that. I'll be back with you coming up tomorrow evening for a Graybar Sports Open Line at 6 o'clock right here on KMOX. Thanks for listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.